The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a son in Phoenix, too. 52 to... <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. Beat LA. Beat LA, we did in game one. It was fantastic. We're going to obviously be breaking that game down and everything that comes along with it here. Uh, We'll be talking about a little bit of a Chris Paul update. We saw what happened to him and what he means to this team. We got to see where he is going forward, so... Those will be the things we'll be hitting on here. Follow us on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five star review and a comment, and you will get a shout out on the show. Shout outs are in order for our bet question. So, for the first ever Sunny and Phoenix podcast playoff bet question, shout out to none other than at Comic Evangelist on Twitter. Our question was, how many points will Devin Booker score in his playoff debut? Booker had 34, and Comic Book Evangelist said 36, so he was only two off. So then between the two of us, it was very close. I said 32, and Charlie, you said 37. So Booker with 34, I was one point closer than you. So to start it off... I'm up one to zero and check out our episode from last week. If you want more details on how the loser will have to pay this bet question series off. (laughs) All right. I'm glad that I can lose that one where we both say he's going to score well over 30 points. And, uh, you know, he has a big game in his debut. So I'll take the L on this one, but hopefully I can get you on the next one, which will be for game three. And we saw DeAndre Ayton have a big game in game one. We want to know how many rebounds will DeAndre Ayton get, and this will be in game three. Game three on Thursday. So this was your feel-out game, I think. Game one, you were just feeling it out a little bit. You go with a high answer. Right, right. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton rebounds, game three, Thursday, the 27th. I suppose I have to pick first, don't I? Please do, yeah. Okay. He had 16 in this game, in game one. I would love to say he's going to keep doing that. This game is also going to be in LA. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with his college number and say 13. 13, okay. That's fair. I'm going to go... Man, it's tough to say much lower than that because... As we got a peek at the lineup, there's no Kaminsky in there. So it's uh, Dario and Aiton are the two guys, the two biggest dudes on the court at all times for us. So Aiton's got to be pulling down a ton of boards. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say just 11 on this one, just for betting purposes. I hope more, though. Okay. 
So let us know on Twitter, at SunnyandPHXPod, how many rebounds you think DeAndre Ayton will have in Game 3 against the Lakers on Thursday. And I will be tweeting this as a reminder. Sure. All right. Now, this is what we're here to talk about, obviously. We get to see a Suns victory Game 1 against the Lakers. The arena is packed with Suns fans. It's loud. We were... We, we, we've been so excited for this moment, maybe uh, more anxious than excited. I don't know. I've been pacing back and forth for two days, but we come out of this one, a 99 to 90 win playing some defense. I mean, both teams playing some defense in this one, but I, I I'm just so excited that we were able to, you know, come out strong in this one, get a seven point lead in the first quarter and really hold on tight to that throughout the rest of the game. Uh, it did get a little closer once in a while. We did stretch the lead up to, what was it, 16 at one about point? 16, yeah. So, I mean, we got we got to see a great performance out of our sons today, and we got to hope that we're bringing this energy every time in the series. This was the best way to start, though. It was such a great game. It was so exciting, and I was nervous. Uh I know I said earlier I couldn't watch the play-in between the Warriors and the Lakers because I was so nervous, and I I pretty much remained that nervous until the game actually happened, and as it got closer and closer, it was I was very excited too, but anxious, nervous, excited, all of it, and I I had a lot to do on Saturday, the day before, which I'm thankful for because it kept my mind busy. I was thinking about the game the whole time, but I had to run to Home Depot and I had to drop some stuff off at Goodwill and I had to change a hinge on my door and all of this stuff. I had little things here and there that I had to do and that was, it was helpful. Ugh. I it's uh it's been a lot I guess is the best way to put it I mean getting up you know seven in that first quarter feeling pretty high riding pretty high throughout that but then you get reminded about LeBron James I mean, he starts knocking down some three pointers I mean he looked hot early on in this one and he's always in the back of your mind and when we play this team I always think of like KCP who. I think he did us pretty dirty a couple games this year and was hot behind behind the three-point line. And luckily in this one, he goes one for seven. And the Lakers team as a whole, they went 17 for 28 from the free throw line. So there's some things in this game that you can point to and say, this game could have been very different if it wasn't for this. And I mean, the Suns shot zero free throws in the first half while we saw the Lakers shoot that many and then luckily miss nearly half of them. So there's just so many things in this game that you can point to and say, this needs to be taken care of for game two. But I mean, you can't be anything other than ecstatic for this team right now. Oh yeah. And what I really love is we took the lead halfway through the first quarter and never lost it. Despite all of the extra free throws that the Lakers took and LeBron being LeBron to a certain extent, we know that LeBron has his feel-out games, and he often loses the first game of a first-round series, or really any series. But I don't know. He looked tired. 
he looked different than we've seen him look in the past. I can agree with that. It you look at the stats and he had a solid game. Like he didn't he wasn't taking poor shots. He was shooting it efficiently. He had ten assists. How many boards? Seven or eight boards? Seven. Seven, yeah. Seven boards. So I mean he was doing the LeBron things, but we never saw him quite take over the game the the way that we're used to seeing. And I guess we, as Suns fans, we got to hope that he's not saving it all up for game two and hope that uh, maybe this is what it's like now. He missed all that time with that, that ankle injury towards the end of the season. These guys haven't been able to quite gel and vibe. I mean, yeah, they won a championship last year, but this has been a 72-game season and different guys on the roster and everything. So we'll just have to see what it's like. But we keep LeBron to that. The biggest news, though, is Anthony Davis. We shut down Anthony Davis in this game, and that's another thing you point to and say, we shut Anthony Davis down, that's why we won this game. DeAndre Ayton was fantastic on him. When they were matched up, he made sure Davis had nothing easy. Every turnaround jumper, there was a hand right there. If he tried to bully him down low, he was was just stonewalling guys at the rim, too. So, Ayton fantastic shutting down Davis in this one. Yeah. Aiden was so good on offense too. 21 points, 16 rebounds on 10 for 11 shooting. And the one he missed was like a end of the shot clock. Just kind of had to put it up. I think if I remember correctly. So whatever yeah. it was, it was no big deal. 10 for 11. I will always take that's amazing. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. That's so that. You can't ask for anything more efficient than that. Otherwise, it would have been a perfect game, and that's pretty right. darn rare. And what I think is great is he finished the game with three fouls, and he picked all three of those up in the first half, and a couple of them were pretty ticky-tack, pretty soft, but he figured out how they were going to call fouls on him, and in the second half, didn't have a single one called on him. And played great defense and really shut Anthony Davis down and got switched out onto LeBron a few times and held his ground. And yeah, DeAndre Ayton looked great. And the the pick and roll with Ayton in this one, he got fed a few easy buckets, but we saw the Lakers have to completely take Drummond out of the game due to he, he could not hang with Booker and Ayton in that one little bit. So right. seeing an, one of those big guys that I personally have been so worried about bullying us under the rim through this entire series, seeing us do a little something to take him out of the game, very nice. And I hope yeah. that's something that we can keep doing. I mean, if you're going to put Drummond in, we're going we're gonna to punish you just like this every time. Yeah, it was the exact opposite of what we were worried about. Yeah. We ran that pick and roll and played Andre Drummond off the floor. It was awesome. <laughs> right. And his numbers were nice. He had 12 points, five for seven from the floor, seven rebounds, seven offensive rebounds, nine total. So being able to get him off the court by making, putting him in those losing situations where those just uh, overthrow the numbers that he's putting up rebound and point wise. I mean, that's, that's so nice. And obviously we take him out of their game plan, then it's okay that you know we don't have to put in Frank Kaminsky in this game or throw another big man out there when Aiton gets in trouble. We're able to ride with Sarge through this one, and 
that's kind of what we'd been expecting for a while. Right. Yeah. And Sarge played 11 minutes and was fine. He did what he had to, and it worked out very well. And right. Yeah. I mean, talking pick and roll, Booker, the the ball handler in that situation, a lot of the time. Man, he looked good. Oh yeah, we he we knew it. So good. We, we knew playoff we knew he, book was going to yeah. be a thing, and he uh, he he did not shrink under the pressure in this game. There there was not a time where Devin Booker looked unsure of himself, and he did put up 26 shots, made half of them from the floor. I'll take that. Got got to have that going if we're going to be winning games, and especially we haven't touched on this yet. But Chris Paul. We expect a lot out of Chris Paul on this team, and we when we saw him go down with that that really awkward shoulder injury, I know a lot of people started assuming the worst right away. Just the way that contact looked, it, it looked funny, and you know some people were saying a torn rotator cuff and all this crazy business. Yeah. But I mean, shortly after that, we get a tweet from Shams, right? Yep. Is that and yep. he said Chris Paul's doing just fine and he's going to be back in the game and. Shortly after that, we see Chris Paul come back out of the locker room, all sleeved up and everything. But I was very happy to see him back on the court. But, I mean, the extent of the injury, we really don't know yet. Right. I mean, the latest that we've heard as of, I mean, this is Sunday night, shortly after the game. uh, Chris Paul says, I'm definitely playing game two. I'm good to go. It did just look like he kind of had some awkward contact with Cam Johnson and bruised his shoulder. And I mean, if you think about the extent of how bad a bruise can feel, like they can be pretty bad. Yeah. So you could tell his arm was sore. I mean, he had a hard time going to the right, even just bringing the ball up. He was using his left hand most of the time. And he had a couple really awkward looking shots, one that went in, thankfully, but one somewhat long too that airballed by a couple feet. And you could just tell that that arm was bothering him. Right. It's just a little nerve wracking moving forward. Uh, is it, you know, I have a feeling that it was pretty much a dead arm afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that might be a good way to think of it. He couldn't get the juice behind the jump shot for sure. We saw things coming up short, but I really hope this is something that can get taken care of. And let's zone in on a moment in this game though, where how much time left do we have? Nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. A little tussle happens after LeBron gets boxed out hard and flails to the ground. And then campaign gets into it a little bit with Caruso and Harrell. And then, man, we we see campaign get tossed out of the game for two technicals on one play. This is where I started reeling a little bit because we've seen Cam come in and play such a nice role when Chris is on the bench. And now knowing that Chris has a bum arm and Cam is unable to play for the last nine minutes of that game, I started started to freak out a little bit right there. But good thing that all this is, it's... It's done now, and no matter what happens in Game 2, campaign's going to be able to play. Maybe it's more minutes. We'll have to see what the deal with Chris is, but that was just such a wild situation, and it kind of felt like all the cards were starting to tumble a little bit right there, but we made it out just fine. Yeah, and I mean, I was nervous because the Lakers, this is what they do. They're dramatic, 
and it's LeBron for his whole career, like him or not, has been a pretty dramatic guy. And the Suns have all the momentum in the fourth quarter. So a guy like Alex Caruso, who doesn't make a world of difference on that team, comes in to just stir the pot a little bit. Campaign lets it lets his temper get the best of him, throws the ball, shoves him a little bit, is yelling in his face. And uh, sure, I think an ejection was a little over the top, but I can understand where these refs came from. It worked out in the end, but I think we have to give all of the credit for this to Monty because he, you know, we see on the broadcast he's telling them. We want to be playing in July. Don't look back on this and say you wish you would have capitalized. Just capitalize on it. And that's what we did. Yeah. I mean, I got chills when I heard that. Oh. Yeah, when they when they do the little cut into the coach's speech, Monty is Oh, it was so nice. That's my coach right there. I mean, yeah. the way he talks to the players and got him fired up and I don't know. I like that he said freaking instead yeah. of uh, dropping f bombs. He, he doesn't. He doesn't cuss. Monty doesn't cuss. He doesn't need to. No, I. <laughs> no, that that was just really cool. And we talked about that last week on the show. Eddie Johnson brought it up too. But he said earlier on in the year, Etwan Moore or Langston Galloway is going to come into a playoff game, and he's going to make a difference. And in this one, we saw Chris go down. Guess who comes in? Etwan Moore. Two minutes of basketball, plus six in those two minutes that he was in there. Didn't score, didn't shoot. Had a rebound and a couple assists, though. And, I mean, that's just a little teaser of it. That's a guy who's ready to go. Maybe got his juices going in that last game of the season a little bit. But there he was making this tiny little difference that helped this team out. Yeah, he came in long enough for Chris Paul to go to the locker room, change his shirt, and come (laughs) back out, basically. Yeah, just just so happy to see it. I mean, yeah. Oh, and I I want to talk about everybody on the roster because everybody there there was a moment where someone did something fantastic in this game that, which propelled us to a win. But Mikhail Bridges playing 40 minutes in this game, guarding LeBron pretty much all night, keeping him under wraps decently, and then obviously he's he's just such a big difference maker and. Not a great shooting night, but he hits a couple threes when we need him, and that's what that's what we come to expect out of McHale. He did exactly what we need him to. And Cam Johnson, kind of similar vein, his wrist seems to be a lot better. He hit a couple nice shots and didn't seem afraid to drive to the basket or anything like that. Yeah, he had one nice, powerful take at Anthony Davis and got sat down pretty decently on it, but I think that might have been our first free throws of the game. Mm-hmm. on that play but yeah. someone had to do it someone had to go challenge him and I like seeing Cam do that he was just involved everywhere in the game too he had six rebounds and that's what we need when especially when Aiden's off the court we need guys we need everybody rebounded yes we we really missed Cam Johnson we really did so yeah it was nice and Dario Saric too I mean he didn't do a whole lot he hit a couple shots he did exactly what he needed to. He and, blocked a shot. Yeah, that's right. He did. He, it was a big play, too. I mean, he it was great a great defensive play. He blocked a shot. We're going down the other way. And I was like, if Dario Dario's blocking shots, this team is in good shape. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, talking about turnovers, like, well, getting shots blocked, turning the ball over for the Lakers. I noticed one thing. Booker had six turnovers in this game. And I'm not mad because he was double teamed every single time he touched the ball. Right. And eventually what happened is he starts bringing the ball up the court. So they bring the double right away and he can see he's got a couple more seconds to see what's available. And yeah, I mean, if he can score 34 while getting doubled every single time, like, I don't know. I don't know how the Lakers are going to switch things up. Maybe they're going to try to not double him as much because he found the open man every single time. He made the right decision every time. I don't right. know how the Lakers will adjust. Yeah, I was kind of curious how that was going, especially if we see a Chris Paul who's not 100% that's not a big scoring threat. I mean, they'll be able to let loose off him a little bit more than that. And they did. The Lakers ended up doing that later on in the game. They kind of just left Chris a few times, but we got to hope that Chris Paul is back to, uh, you know, being a threat because then the double teams will be harder to throw at Booker. I mean, Chris is shooting the three pointer better than he has his entire career right now. So that's, that's a big thing right there. And then you got Jay Crowder and Mikhail Bridges around there too. I'm, I have a lot of confidence in this team right now. And I mean, my friends and family probably didn't think that I was, I was a nervous wreck for the last few days, but (laughs) I mean, this was so great. I I couldn't be happier with the team. I'm excited and we're going to game two. We're going to be at game two. So we're we're pretty amped up. Yeah. 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 There was a point. It was like, it hit me. The game was over. They had interviewed Booker. And it all just kind of like set in. And I actually cried a little bit. I was just like so happy that I just like the reality of the situation hit me. And I was like, man, it's been 11 years. And like, of course, we loved those teams the last time we had. We were in the playoffs consistently. But this team is up there for one of my favorites ever. A hundred percent. And. I mean, it's from every level of the team. Like, I love the GM, I love the coach, I love the starters, I love the bench, I love the guys at the end of the bench, and yeah, <laughs> I, everybody. It's just, it's so great. I'm, I don't know. It's, I'm just here to say that I'm, I'm happy. And if you're listening to this, I know that you're pretty darn happy right now too. Yeah, and it was also cool to go on Twitter. Sun's Twitter is a, a very passionate place. I will oh, yeah. say sometimes a little reactionary. Oh yeah. Um, I think most fan bases are though. Um, there's been times where I'm like, I can't look at Twitter right now because son's Twitter is going to be obnoxious right now. And I am fully aware that I participate in that sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun for this game. Everyone was pretty positive and yeah, people were engaged and we were talking and it was fun. I always like when people are responding to our tweets and it's, yeah, it's really fun. Uh, the, the whole vibe it's, it's real in, in Phoenix. You can really feel it now. And, yeah. and we were downtown the other day and you get to see all the, the rally, the Valley posters on the street signs and stuff. And there's billboards everywhere. I mean, I've been seeing like delivery trucks, like a, 
like a booze brand delivering alcohol. There's like Suns logos on that too. I've just yeah. seen so so much more of that lately, and it's a it's a lot of fun. And you gotta you just gotta hope that we can keep riding this for not just this playoffs, but next year. I want it to be like this next year tip off. I want everyone to be filing into the Phoenix Suns arena like the people just did today. We were recording this after the game, and oh. I, it's a it's such a good time to be a Suns fan. Shout out if you stuck it through. If you stuck yeah. it through and you're still here, thanks for not hopping on a bandwagon. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and shout out to the people who are Suns fans for the first time this year. You can be on our bandwagon. We don't really care. Yeah, we like any fans. Yeah. Join us now. We're. I mean, I think we're going to be better than this next year. So, I mean... Come get on board now before it looks like you're even more of a bandwagon. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it was great. And I know we've been saying it for a while now, but it keeps happening more and more. I went to Goodwill and Home Depot, and everyone is saying "Go Suns" or commenting on the Valley or whatever it is. You know, everywhere yeah. you go. My neighbors had, I noticed there were quite a few cars parked out front, and they were uh, watching the Suns game outside. I, I could tell they were uh, cheering and stuff at the same time as I oh, was. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I and mean, it was a great day here, too. Oh, it was yeah, so a nice out. A beaut. Yeah. Uh, everything's going right. And, I mean, man, I, I hope we don't sound like idiots uh, <laughs> a few days from now. But when, you, when we put up a, we put on a show today. And we know this isn't even the best that we can be. Lakers can say the same thing. And AD had an off night. But guess what? We had Chris Paul, who could probably not even lift his arm above his shoulder, you know? So both teams have more coming. It's going to be a great series. I I mean, I hope it's a four-game series. I can safely say that now. Four games. <laughs> so That would be awesome, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, well, but... We're we're in great shape. We'll just we'll just leave it there. We're in great shape. We are. Yep. Okay, well that is gonna do it for this one. We are going to be back after game three. So Thursday night after the game, we'll record another episode detailing games two and three. And we'll have that out the next morning. So that's what you should be looking out for. Check us out on social media at Sunny and PHX Pod. We're gonna be popping off. I mean it's the playoffs. It's time. Get in there, Suns yeah. Twitter. And Instagram, I posted. I, and... I saw a notification <laughs> that our our uh, Sunny and PHX pod Instagram just made yeah. a post, so that's pretty big time. And since we'll be at the game on Tuesday, I'll definitely have some stuff to post on Instagram. For sure, for sure. All right, check out the, the socials. Go Suns. Yeah.